0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. How's everybody doing this morning? We doing good? Glad to be in God's house on a beautiful Sunday morning awesome to be here with you. My name is John. I'm the campus pastor here at the Arena Campus. On behalf of Pastor Stovall and Pastor Karius, I want to welcome you, especially if you're here, you're joining us, you're a visitor. I hope you make yourself right at home. Uh, This weekend, Pastor Stovall invited all of our campus pastors to preach at our campuses this weekend. So at Orange Park, it's Pastor Brad Cruz. At at St. John's, it's Pastor Josh Q. And here at the Arena, it's yours truly. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) So, um, man, it's awesome to be with you. I'm so excited. God's put a real word on my heart to share with you, and I'm, I'm, I'm real excited to, to get right into it and share it with you. Why don't we turn in our Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter four. 1 Timothy chapter four. Get out your phone. Uh, you can fly on over there real quick. As you do, I wanna take a, a brief moment to celebrate a huge win we had in the life of our church this week. Sometimes, you know, we can, man, God does a lot of really good things, really cool things through Celebration Church. You guys know this. If you've been here any length of time, man, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Sometimes we can miss uh, the opportunities to really celebrate when God really moves in a powerful way, just get on to the next one, because it's only a Sunday away. But um, last Wednesday night, we had our monthly riot night. Come on, who was at riot night? Any of you teenagers, you guys were there, wave at me, oh yeah. Come on, we had a riot night. We had, in this room, uh, if you don't know, our our riot is our youth ministry, it's at all of our campuses, but once a month, the last Wednesday of every month, they all come together here at the arena and have a big, giant blowout with ridiculous worship and awesome, uh, cool service elements and... Uh, I think we're gonna have a few pictures up here on the screen of it, oh yeah. Come on, man, it is unbelievable what God is doing in the lives of our young people. Come on, the teenagers are on fire for God, man. There were over 1,400 teenagers here, and I'll tell you what, we had 109 of them, like, raise their hands, I wanna receive Jesus as my savior and my lord, come on, man, that's huge. 1,400 kids in the room, 100 of them raised their hands to receive Christ. And then Pastor Keith Pittman, uh, our, our riot pastor, he called people forward to prayer. Oh, the altars up here were completely packed with young people who wanted to press into God and be prayed over for the, to live a God-first life this summer. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you in that, because sometimes we can forget to celebrate those huge wins when God moves in a powerful way. And uh, real quick, I just want to honor all of our, our, our serving teams that serve the next generation. Uh, if you're a nursery preschool or a kids or a riot leader, would you please stand up real quick, preschool kids, riot leaders, anybody, come on, go ahead and rest on your feet. We want to put our hands together for you real quick. We appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much for investing in the next generation. Thank you so much for the sacrifices that you make uh, to, to serve our kids, our youth, and uh, our, our little babies in the nursery preschool. Man, we so appreciate the difference that you're making in their lives. You're great role models for them, and we just uh, thank you for being a part. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the message here today today. Uh, Who's planning to travel this summer? Anybody traveling this summer? Come on, wave at me, a few people. Yeah, who's flying? Anybody getting on a plane? Oh yeah, getting on a plane. Let me show you a picture. I hope you're not getting on this plane right here. Let me show you this picture real quick. (laughs) I hope that's not your plane. Can you imagine you you roll up to the airport, you get through the line, security, check your bags, whatever, you get out there to the gate. They say now boarding, flight to your vacation. You look out the window and you see a plane with one wing awaits you. The gate, it's, it's getting ready to close, get on your plane. How many of you just turn around and roll right back out the door, you're not getting on that plane, right? Nobody boards a plane with one wing. Why, you ask? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Why do you not get on a plane with one wing? Because without, with that fundamental piece of the plane missing, it's not able to perform the function for which it was designed. That fundamental piece will prevent it from doing what it's supposed to do, which is to get you safely and quickly to your destination. Most of you are going to turn around. I hope all of you turn around, roll right back out and rent an RV and go on a road trip with your family instead of getting on the plane with one wing. When I saw that picture, it made me, it made me think about this scripture. It brought it to mind. In First Timothy, chapter 4 verse 16. just a little context here. Paul is, is teaching his disciple. Uh, Timothy, it's a pastor in one of the churches that, that Paul planted, and he's training him up on how to lead the people in that church. And he says to him, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. He says to Timothy, you need to make it a priority to watch not only your doctrine, but also your life. These two things, like wings of a plane, if you imagine that way, your life and your doctrine, watch them closely. If you do, it's gonna be good for you and good for the people that you preach to, the people that you teach, the people that you lead in the ways of the Lord. Watch your life and your doctrine closely, and it makes me think about how a lot of times, we know what we're supposed to do as Christians. We know the gospel, we know the doctrine of truth, we know what the Bible says about how to live our lives and how to attain the power of Christ and how to to glorify him with everything we do, but a lot of times, it's very difficult to connect what we know to be true with what we actually do. Are you with me on that? Wings on a plane. If you don't connect what you know to be true with what you actually do, you're like a one-winged Christian. You ain't even gonna get off the runway. Make it sense? Come on, man, let me go a little further, a, a verse you might be familiar with, James 2, 17. This is James, he's writing this to the followers of Christ at the time. He says, If faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. What are the two wings of the plane? Faith, actions. Come on, you get on a one-wing plane, you're gonna be dead. You know what I'm saying, man? You don't wanna get on a one wing plane. Faith and actions, these two things work together to keep us engaged in the God first life, to keep us following Christ, to keep us growing in our relationship with him. You've got to have them both. You've got to connect what you know to be true, your faith, with what you actually do. Walking out that faith and doing the things that God's called you to do. Another example, Jesus sums it all up in this. In John 15, he's talking about, this is a famous passage about the vine and the branches. And he says, I am the vine, you, my disciples, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. Apart from a life-giving, healthy relationship with Jesus, we will not bear the fruit that we seek to attain. Life, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, righteousness, peace, and, and, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We can't have those things unless we stay completely connected into our Lord Jesus. They're like two wings of a plane. They work together. So here's the deal. If we can connect our lives to our doctrine, if we can connect our faith to our actions, if we can connect our fruit to the, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, to our relationship with Jesus, we will live a life marked with the presence and the power of God working in us and through us all the days of our life. Does that sound good to anybody in this room or joining us via church online right now? I know it does, it's what we all want. In order to do that, we have to connect what we know to be true with what we actually do. And I've got three suggestions on how you can do that this summer. Would you like to hear them? I know, come on, man, isn't that fun? Would you like to hear them? All right, cool. I've, uh, since they're insanely practical suggestions, I'll go ahead and preface this. Insanely practical suggestions, so I gave it an insanely practical title to this message on staying connected. It's called Staying Connected. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you so much, God. I thank you that uh, you, you've met us here this morning in a powerful and awesome way, God. We're, we, we've, we've lifted you up in worship. We lift our eyes off of our circumstances. We've brought our, our requests and our needs to you here in your presence, God. Uh, at the altar and through prayer. God, we've worshiped you with our finances. And now, Lord, through the word, I pray that, that it wouldn't be my words that anyone in this room or listening to a podcast or church online or anywhere, it wouldn't be my words they'd hear, but they hear you speaking to them, God. I pray that you would instruct each one of us on what we can do to connect what we know to be true with what we actually do. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. My first insanely practical suggestion for you is to stay connected to God's voice. Take notes, man, I highly encourage you to take notes at any time, you can take them in your phone, you can take them in your journal, you can write them in the margins of your Bible, whatever works best for you, but take notes. Anytime the Bible's opened up, man, our lives can be transformed forever. Stay connected to God's voice. John chapter 10, verse 27 says this, it's Jesus. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. All of us who belong to Jesus, we are able to hear Jesus' voice. He knows us, there's an intimate relationship between us and our Lord and Savior. And there's a response, because of it, we follow him. We follow him. So John, how in the world can I hear the supernatural voice of Jesus? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of the heavenly Father in heaven. My, My regular ears don't work. How can I hear God's voice? insanely practical advice, insanely practical suggestions I'm making for you today. It's the Word, it's the Word of God, the printed Word of God, and the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. First, the Word of God. I don't know why, but God chose the Bible as the primary way that he would make the supernatural unseen realm intersect with the natural realm in which we live. The Bible, the, the, the printed Word of God, isn't just the printed Word of God that a few people that love Jesus got together and wrote. The printed Word of God is the result of the Word of God being spoken. He spoke the world into existence. He speaks over our lives. He speaks and everything takes life. He speaks and everything changes. He speaks with authority because he created everything. Everything was created by him and for him and through him, and I don't know how he did it, but he put his eternal, unchanging Word into a book that I can read. Do you know what the purpose of that is? So that we can read it. (laughs) Insanely practical suggestion number one. Take the all-powerful Word of God and read it, and you will hear the very voice of Jesus speaking to you. Can somebody give the Lord a round of applause? I'll before I got saved, man, this is one of the big things for me. It was a big stumbling block for me before I got saved. I, I, I totally I, I didn't understand how God could take his word and put it in a book. How could that be? And it was one of the switches that flipped in my heart just before I got saved. It opened up the door for faith for me to walk through when I went from saying, why God, how God, to saying, thank you, God, you're speaking to me through a book that even a surfer can pick up and read. I can understand this. I can't believe how easy you've made this. I went from being uh, questioning God and his, his methods and his, his ideas of how to lead me to him. And I just received his methods and his ideas of how to lead me to him and simply read his word and it changed my life forever when I read it as the authoritative word of God speaking directly to my heart. And I know I'm in a room full of people that have experienced about the same thing. Many of you in here have had that same kind of encounter. The words in this book aren't just, this isn't just some book that sits dusty up on a shelf somewhere. This word right here, this book right here contains everything you need to change your life forever. I'm telling you, it is powerful. And when we'll stay connected to God's word, we're staying connected to his voice. He speaks to us. Second way, really insanely practical way to stay connected to God is through prayer. It's through prayer. You listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's, I, I say prayer because I think about how I start each day his mercies are new every morning, so I do my quiet time. I spend a little time with Jesus at the beginning of each day, and what that does when we spend time in prayer. I'm not just talking about pray like you know God is great, God is good. Now we thank Him for our food, Amen. I'm not talking about just you know uh, reciting prayers. I'm talking about prayer where you actually talk to God and spend time listening to Him as well. Have you ever done like one directional conversation with somebody where it's just you that do all the talking? That, that person you're talking to don't want to be around you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? man. if, If I just do all the talking all the time, and I can, I like to talk. If I just do all the talking all the time and I don't listen to the person that I'm in a relationship with, I'm not gonna have a conversation. It's just gonna be me speaking and I'm not gonna have that depth of relationship as if we had a conversation. When we spend time in prayer, listening to the voice of Jesus, in a quiet time, in a little space that we make for God every morning where we read the word and spend time in prayer, it trains us to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit throughout our day. It's very difficult with all the distractions and all the diversions and our hobbies and our work and our lives and our family and logistics, all those things, they, they work against us actually hearing the voice of God. And so we have to train ourselves through daily meditation on the scriptures and talking to God through prayer to hear the voice of the Lord. And what does the voice of the Lord say to you when you get with Him? Never get in on one wing plane. <laughs> Don't do that. Let me tell you what Jesus is going to be saying to you. Jesus is the voice of, of encouragement. He's the voice of encouragement when you're, you're going through a trial. Jesus' voice brings life to dead places, places where you've got bitterness and, and pain and, and the things that you've gone through in your life, they've hurt you and left a wound. Jesus speaks life into those places. Jesus, when you're in the storm, in the, in the middle of the storms of life, when, when the waves rise up against you and everything in life is rising up, everything in your heart is rising up and saying to you to give up, Jesus is the voice that says, Don't worry, I'm with you. I'm here. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I love you. I'm for you because I'm for you. Nothing can stand against you. I'm your healer, I'm your strength, I'm your joy, I'm your peace. I'm your strong tower, your mighty fortress, the place of refuge in which you can come and hide. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Watch this. Wind, Calm down. Waves, chill out. Storm, be gone. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And so therefore, what I want you to do, my son, my daughter, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and to make disciples of all nations. Walk out the purpose and the calling, the reason that I created you and empower you every day. Walk in that. Walk in my authority because I'm imparting it to you. I want you to go into the world with the confidence and the courage of knowing that everywhere you go, I am the almighty God creator of all things, and I am for you. Nothing can stand against you. Amen? Come on. I've seen the result. I've seen the result of a father's voice in the natural be able to make a child do incredible things. I've seen the voice of a coach speaking words of encouragement into a a player's ear on the field, help them, enable them, and encourage them to do great things. Come on, church. We have the voice of the creator of all things whispering those kind of encouragements into our ear every day, all day, if we'll take the time to connect with him and to listen to the voice of our Savior and our Lord. (laughs) Woo, man. I don't know about you, but I need that. I have to have the encouraging voice of the Lord in my ear every day, all day, or I won't be all, yeah, God, I'll be all, no, guy. I can't do this on my own, and I'm very aware of that. We have to have the voice of the Lord speaking in our ear, day in and day out. We know that we need to read the Bible. We know we need to pray. We need to connect what we know to be true with what we actually do, and engage the Lord and listen to his voice through the scriptures and through prayer, Amen. Come on, man. That was only point number one. Woo! This is fun. <laughs> Insanely practical suggestion number two. Are you ready? Stay connected to each other. Insanely practical. Stay connected to each other. Proverbs 13:20 says this: walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. The command here in the scripture is to walk with the wise and the result is you will become wise as a result of being around wise people, people of like values, Christian values, that value the the purpose and the power of God, the presence of God, the value the word of God, the value prayer. You walk with these people, they're wise. And as you walk with them, you will become wise. And it also lists the consequence for us if we choose not to do that. It says you will become a companion of fools and suffer harm. Hmm, On one side, wisdom, on the other side, harm. You choose. Come on, man. Crazy people come out of the woodwork during the summer. They come out of the woodwork. I don't know if it's the sunshine, abundant, plentiful sunshine. Everybody's all sunburnt and delirious, making terrible choices. My kids, man, like think about teenagers. Their kids are out of school. There's not the restraint of, you know, every day we wake up, we do this, this routine, we go to school, you know, there's not all that. There's like all kinds of just extra time just laying around to get involved with crazy people. Come on, man, I don't know about you guys, man. Daughter, daddy of two daughters, they're actually here with my wife, my mom. But two daughters, 11 and 13, beautiful, love them. But I'll tell you what, man, come on, one of them made the crazy video with me. Like, and that's, that's true love right there, when your teenage daughter will watch you make a video of you dressed up like a tourist in public. Come on, man, that's, that's, that's the power of God, working in my children, all right. <laughs> Man, I hear things like, I know you hear them too. If you've got a teenager, man, I hear things like, man, can I just stay up with my phone until the two o'clock in the morning? No. But it's summer. It's summer break. Can I, uh, can I just sleep till noon every single day? No. But it's summer break. Can I hang out with some sketchy, questionable friends? No. <laughs> but it's summer break. <laughs> Come on, man, they got great friends, man, but me and mama, man, we watch out for the sketchy ones. Holla. Got me. Got our awesome. Any sketchy ones come around during the summer? They're crazy. They're sunburnt, delirious boys. You just stay away from my daughters. Watching you, man. (laughs) Summer break. We stay connected to each other at Celebration Church through groups and teams. Everybody say group. Everybody say teams. All right, these are separate from just like our weekend services. This is how uh, we connect to each other. Groups and teams aren't an end in themselves, they're a catalyst to help us learn how to develop godly relationships, awesome relationships with the wise, so we can walk with the wise in our lives. After you're in groups for a few years, like I did this when we were, we were first saved, I was with, in great groups, my wife and I were in incredible groups, I was in guys groups, we were in uh, co-ed groups, we just had tons of different opportunities for that. We, when we first started the church, we led young adult groups, uh, we, we were a big part of a lot of groups, it, it trained us to follow Jesus with a few close friends. And that's how we stay connected to God. We have followed Jesus with a few close friends. It's one of the primary ways that we can stay connected to our Lord. It's an insanely practical suggestion. I'm gonna just list off a few ways that we have created for you to get connected to a few close friends this summer. When uh, Make some noise when I say the group or a team that you're a part of, man. How about uh, teenagers, Riot? Where you at, Riot? Make some noise if you have Riot in here. Oh, it's a 9.30 service, man. There's like a handful of you. 11.30 be packed, five o'clock, it'll be a madhouse. Riot cruise. You've got to stay connected to your riot crew. That's what we call the, the groups. And our young adults are in our, our youth ministry. They're called crews. You've got to stay connected to your crew this summer. That's how you walk with the wise. Your crew leaders and the people that are in the crew with you, you're going to walk with the wise this summer if you stay close to them. How about my young adults? Sub 30, where are you at? Oh, yeah, sub 30. Come on, man, sub-30 groups and teams. Come on, Alex and Alicia Sanfilippo do a great job. They, they lead the groups at sub-30. They've got incredible groups. And I know I was in young adults before, man, and young adults, they love to meet every single night of the week. Don't worry, we have groups available for you all the time. And you can stay connected, walk with the wise this summer because as a young adult, a college student, it's dangerous if you walk with the fools, all right? Don't walk with the fools, walk with the wise. Your friends from church, stay connected through a sub-30 group. Adults, Make some noise. Hey, that's my group right there, man. Adults—we never get called out because you know we're just adults, just adults. <laughs> groups and teams, man. Uh, you, you heard it earlier from Pastor Clay. We've got men's ministry starting. We've got sisterhood starting. We've got uh, married groups. We've got all our groups launching this week. Come on, we've got uh, host groups, community groups. You can you can just basically for the next six weeks get together with a few close friends and study the Bible together. Come on, we we are in a faith where it counts as a spiritual thing if I get together with a few friends around a barbecue grill, char up some meat, and talk about the scriptures. That counts in Jesus's world. Isn't that amazing? This is like the ultimate faith for me. I love it, dude. I love it. I don't have to like shave my head and go through all kinds of different things, man. Like, nope, just hang out with my friends, char some meat, eat some food, talk about the scriptures, encourage and pray each other. That counts as a group. That counts as being connected to a few close friends and it keeps us connected to the Lord. How about uh, families? Families, Anybody? Families, got some families in the house? A few of you, families? Man, we have a super fun hang time planned. Different things throughout the summer, but we've got one planned next Sunday after the five o'clock service. Uh, All of you in here in the morning here, you need to to maybe make a choice next week to come to the five o'clock service because we're gonna have family movie night after the five o'clock service. We're gonna come in, we're gonna do church like we always do at the five. It's awesome, the worship's awesome. We got the sub-30 worship team in here on the five o'clock service. The secret's out, watch out. The sub-30 worship set, It's, it's a lot of fun. It's high energy. But then uh, afterwards, we've got some kind of projector that we can put up on the side of the building. We're gonna put a movie up there and watch Big Hero 6. We're gonna eat some popcorn. We're gonna hang out and have a great time together. So next Sunday night is an opportunity for you to connect with a few close friends. Connect to each other after church. First Friday, where you at? First Friday, anybody come to First Friday? Woo, Representing. First Friday isn't just, I know it's a service, but uh, man, there's, there's great community that's built around that service. It's coming up this Friday. Uh, Pastor Paul Wilber's gonna be teaching on Pentecost. Come on, man, Pentecost. You wanna be at First Friday when the preaching's on Pentecost. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be incredible. You can uh, attend that throughout the summer. These are incredible ways to get connected to each other. Finally, uh, Pastor Clay mentioned this earlier, uh, outreach. Who's gone on an outreach or a mission trip before? Wave at me real quick, man, wave at me. if you have been on outreach or a mission trip before? That's not enough of you. I'm here to tell you that's not enough of you. We are trying to rally 5,000 celebrationers for that July 11th serve day. 5,000. Yeah, put your hands together because guess what? God is going to have to do that. This is an easy entry way for you to get involved in your first outreach. It looks like we've got like a handful of people that have gone on them before, but I want all of you to really pray about this. You're gonna be connecting with each other around purpose and mission, around kingdom. We're gonna do something great in the city of Jacksonville that has not, to my knowledge, has not been done, and it's gonna be something that we're gonna be talking about for the rest of the summer, for years to come, and probably till next year when we do it, we're gonna be talking about this. We're gonna be doing, all kinds of outreach, we have hundreds of outreaches planned. We need thousands of people to participate. We're gonna be serving our city, we're gonna be meeting the needs of the people of our community, and we're gonna be sharing the love of Jesus and the gospel of hope with them. And we're gonna make it super easy for you we have water bottle giveaways. If you're a guy and you like construction or something, man, we're gonna, have, we're gonna refurbish 18 parks that are currently closed throughout our city. In one day, we're gonna transform them from condemned into a place full of life for the people of the city of Jacksonville. Come on, man, we're gonna be doing homeless outreaches. We're gonna be doing a ton of stuff. No matter what you like to do or what skills or giftings you have, we have a place for you to serve on that day. Make it a point to come and to connect with a few close friends around the purpose of serving our city. Are you with me? Celebration church, are you ready? To connect what we know to be true. We know we're supposed to serve people. You know that scripture in James? He's specifically saying that, hey man, you're saying to people that in need that are in need, hey man, God bless you, but you're not actually meeting their needs. Ooh, one-wing Christian. I sense a one-wing Christian coming on, man. What well, we got to do, what we know to be true. We got to connect it with what we actually do. Come on, this summer, we're gonna put our faith into action. We're gonna see God do incredible things. Amen. All right, man. Final. Insanely practical point. Insanely practical point, the final one. Stay connected to church. <laughs> Sounds like a no-brainer, right? I told you it was practical. Stay connected to church. I'm gonna read a, 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 a passage of scripture to you out of the book of Mark. This is, uh, is Jesus' ministry being described here. And it's a church service. I love it. It's one of my favorite church services recorded in the scripture. Mark chapter two, verse one, says, a few days later, because Jesus is out ministering, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Come on, man, Jesus is in town. He's preaching the house down. Crowds, massive crowds are packing into this house. Some men came, in verse three, some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, their faith, he says to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Woo! he sees their faith, of bringing their sick friend to Jesus. And he says, your sins are forgiven. Now, in verses six through 11, Jesus has a little dialogue here with with the Pharisees. There's some some naysayers and people that don't believe in him, they're there and they're questioning what he's teaching. And that's a whole nother message entirely. But it closes out and in verse 11, he says, I tell you right now, paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and go home. In verse 12, the man gets up, took his mat and he walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And there's a ton of things we could pull out of this passage. It's very rich, endless messages here, but let's focus on just the, the part about the four friends, the faith of the four friends. These guys have a sick friend He's paralyzed. Doesn't tell a lot about him there, or even in the other accounts where the is recorded, but they have a paralyzed friend, and they hear that Jesus is in town, and the word's out. Jesus is anointed to heal. That's what it says in in Luke, where, where this event is recorded. It says, Jesus was anointed with the power to heal, and everybody knew it. And so these friends, they've got a sick friend. They've got a friend who needs healing. They hear that Jesus is healing. And they know they've got to get their friend to Jesus, because Jesus has exactly what their friend needs. So they find their way there. I'm sure they were excited about hearing the great preacher come to town, the great rabbi. I'm sure they would have been loved to just gone and taken in the service. You know what I'm saying? They could have rolled up and, and, and found a place in a back corner of the room, you know, just kind of squeeze in maybe or, you know, peek, peek in through a windowsill or something. If it was just them as individuals, they could have gone and kind of been flexible about the whole thing. But the most important thing to them was not their own taking in of the service. The most important thing to them was getting their sick friend to the healer. Their friend needed healing. Jesus has healing, we have got to get him to Jesus. And they get there, and they get there, and it's hilarious, man, they roll up, and it's, it's a packed house, man, it's a mad house. Donkey parking's full. Can't get in. They could have been discouraged, they could have just turned right around and been like, sorry, Lot's full. Moose out front should have told you. Yeah, Lot's full. Nobody gets that, but you will later when you watch Vacation. They roll up, Lot's full. They, they get there, maybe it's the second worship song, you know, they could have just been like, oh man, we missed the start of it, man. Let's just go you know, eat lunch. I got a lamb shank calling my name. <laughs> they could have just rolled out of there. Ah oh, man, it's too full, we can't get in. No, nope. these guys, check this out. They will not be denied. These guys take their friend and they get him up onto the roof somehow. The roofs back in, in Palestine during this day, the roofs, it, it, they, they were almost like the second story of the house. They were very well utilized. It wasn't like, you know, here, if you got up on the roof, you know, nobody uses the roof here, but... Like, it would be like the second story of the home, an open air second story of the home where people would gather and there was like, they'd maybe store their tools if they had a trade, that kind of thing. These guys managed to get their paralyzed friend up there on the roof. Who knows how they did that on a stretcher? Got him up onto the roof. And instead of just, hey, man, maybe we can hear Jesus from here, these guys start digging a hole in the middle of the roof, right? He's like, oh, I think he's right. About here, start digging. You know, that. The roofs are tough, man. They're like made with timbers and, and you know, mud brick and stone, but they it will not be denied, man. They are not gonna, they're getting their friend to Jesus, man. They're pulling the roof apart with their bare hands. Maybe there's like a pickaxe or something there. I don't know what the owner of the home did, man. They start tearing into the roof in the middle of the message. They're up there on the roof. Bam, bam, jackhammers, da 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 da, da 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 middle of the message on the roof. I love it, man, that in the story in the account, Jesus isn't even phased. Doesn't even bother him. I know if, if I'm sitting up here preaching right now, somebody starts tearing a hole in the roof big enough to lower a man down right in front of us and say, hey, Pastor John, pray for us. I'd be, I'd be like, hey, we had the altar time open. You just came through the door. You know? <laughs> Don't gotta rip apart the roof. Jesus is not phased by their faith. He's not phased. He knew before time began that on that day, in that city, in that house, in the middle of that sermon, the four friends, filled with faith in the power of God, fully convinced that God is able to do what he says he can do, fully convinced that the primary need of their friend was not just to attend a church service, not just to go get some lunch, not just to go about their day, not just to continue in life being sick, but to get their friend into the presence of Jesus. He knew that at that moment, their lives would intersect his. He was expecting that moment. When the, the dust started to fall from the ceiling, he knew what was going on. He knew their names, he knew the number of hairs on each one of their, their heads. He knew all the days of their lives before they were formed in the womb. He knew all these things about them, and he knew about the, healed, the, the friend, the paralytic. He knew about the friend. He knew exactly what that person needed to hear and the word that needed to be spoken over him to be healed in that moment. I wanna ask you here today, church, is there anyone here at Celebration Church that is so filled with faith that you will drag your friends and your family to church to get into God's presence because you know that what they need more than anything else, more than more money, more than uh, more time on their hands, more than a better job, more than new friends, more than a, a, a new house or a new car or a new boat or whatever it is that your friends think they need, you know that what they need more than anything else in the whole universe is to get into the very presence of God because when they do, their real needs will meet the need deliverer. Come on, is there anybody in the house that knows that even one second in the power and the presence of God could transform and change your life forever? Anybody? Anybody in here believe that when when we're here together, gathered in God's presence, that he's able to do what he says he can do to deliver the healing that you're waiting for, to deliver the, the needs, the faith, to be able to walk out with courage and confidence the thing that you're believing for? Is there anybody in here today that believes that when Jesus says, I will meet you where two or more are gathered in my name, surely I am here in the midst of you? Is there anybody in the house today that believes that? I know I'm in the right place. If that's you, man, I'm telling you, I don't have to convince you to stay connected to church this summer, all of you, because, man, on any given Sunday, you might just rip the roof off this place to get in. Come on, how happy I was when they told me it was time to go to the house of the Lord. I cannot wait for Sunday, 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 Sunday. Your, Your ticket buys you the whole seat, but you're only gonna need the edge. Sunday, 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 Jesus is gonna be in the house. Anything can happen. Come on, man, can you put your hands together for God one more time? Stay connected. We're gonna stay connected to God, to his voice, through the word and through prayer. We're gonna stay connected this summer to each other, a few close friends, follow Jesus in community. And we're gonna stay connected to church by being faithful to God's house, participating, engaging in God every Sunday in a, in a powerful way. God's gonna show up and he's gonna meet your every need. Do you believe that today, church? I do. Come on, let's close in prayer. Why don't we all stand to our feet? I wanna pray for you. Let's just keep this moment sacred. Don't, don't worry about leaving the day. i will be waiting for you out there. Let's just close our eyes together. Your response to the message, your response to God's voice is as important as hearing his voice. Did you catch that? How you respond in this moment is just as important as actually hearing the word, putting our faith into action, doing what you know to be true, connecting it with what you actually do. So with every eye, Closed and every head bowed. I just want to ask you if that's you today, if God spoke something powerful to you today and you know you need to, you're you're disconnected right now, you're not reading the word, you're not hearing God's voice, you're just kind of on autopilot going through your day, or or maybe you're you know you're not connected with a few close friends, you're not walking with the wise, you've been walking with fools, and you know it. God's shown you that today, or maybe you've not been faithful to church. Church isn't a priority for you. You you've lost the purpose of why we gather here every week to be in God's presence. It's just become a habit for you and you've lost the reason why. But today God spoke to you and, and convinced you and convicted you that there's gonna be a change in your life, that from this day going forward throughout the summer, at least for these next few months, you're gonna press into God like never before in these areas. If that's you, I wanna pray for you. Would you just put a hand in the air real quick, if that's you, if God spoke to you this morning about one of those areas, go ahead and put your hand in the air. Amen. Hands up everywhere. I'm gonna pray for you real quick. Go ahead and put those hands down. One more thing. I wanna pray for a group of people that's here today that, that maybe you're, maybe you need a fresh start with God. Maybe you're far from God. You've never prayed a prayer and asked him to be your savior. Never asked him to be your Lord. But you know that that's what you need to do. You know that's your next step. Maybe a friend dragged you here knowing that you connect with Jesus and receive him as your Savior and Lord. Maybe it happened to you this week. That's how it happened to me. It didn't happen in a church service. When I showed up at church, man, I was already ready to go. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you, you made a decision for Christ this week and you just wanna publicly proclaim that Jesus is your Lord. Or maybe you you're drifted away. You followed God closely at one point, but you don't anymore. And today's the day you know that you're, you're gonna come home. If that's you, would you just put a hand in the air? I wanna know that I'm praying for you. That's just between you and God. And all of our locations, all of our venues, even church online, go ahead and put your hand in the air. This is for God, he sees you. Come on, put your hands up in the air. Hands up everywhere, amen, amen, amen. Come on, you're gonna get a fresh start with God. You're gonna walk out of here with courage and confidence just by the simple act of saying, yes, God, I'm raising my hand, that is me. I hear you, God, amen. Love it, so proud of you. Best decision you'll ever make. Eternity is changing here in this place, even now as you respond with the simple gesture of lifting your hand. Amen, you can put them down. I'm gonna lead you guys that lifted your hand, or even if you didn't, I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And church, let's all pray this prayer together. We can help them along. But uh, as you're saying this, know what the scripture says. It says that if if we confess with our mouths Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. There's something powerful when we connect what we know to be true in our hearts with what we actually do, we speak out his name as our Lord and Savior with our mouths. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've been running from you and I'm sorry. Today, I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you all the days of my life. I am yours and you are my God, in Jesus' name. Father, I just lift up all those who raise their hands that are convicted by the Holy Spirit even right now to make a change in their life, to connect. They feel disconnected and it's time to connect. I pray that you would empower them by your Holy Spirit to carry out what you put on their hearts to do. I pray that you would help them to connect with your voice in a powerful way, even in the next few days in their quiet times. Let their quiet times be soaked and saturated with your presence. Help them to hear your voice the way even they can hear my voice so, so clearly with their, with their ears right now. Help their hearts to hear your voice in such an audible and powerful way. Help them to connect and walk with a few wise friends this summer that share the same values that they do. And God, I just pray for all those who are gonna be uh, traveling and vacationing and and, uh, moving around this summer. God, I just pray that you'd help us stay connected to your house because we're two or more gathered. You are surely here in the midst of us to meet our every need. God, we love you. We worship you. We praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, make you put your hands together for God. What a great day in God's house, huh? Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.